What up, guys? Welcome into Rule One Podcast. It's Brian Spradlin. And Nathan Smothers. And we are back this week. Week three, episode three. We have a huge guest star tonight, pal. Oh, man, I'm so excited. This is kind of our uh, first really big kind of hit that, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people may know or may not. But um, I think in specific worlds, yeah. like they will. Uh, but tonight with us on the podcast, we are going to welcome in Miss Anna Bear, a volleyball player at the University of Ole Miss. Hey, guys. Hey, Anna. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, we are so happy and stoked to have you on. Um, I know this is kind of a big brand for Nathan and I, episode three, and we are so thankful to have you on. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm glad you guys could have me. Um, I know you are in the thick of things. It is volleyball season uh, in the SEC, and we know you're very busy. So it was really cool to be able to sit down with you mid-season and talk to you. Um, we want to kind of get to know you tonight, get our you know, your story out there to all of our viewers and just have some fun. Yes. So sounds good. Let's get it rolling. Yeah. Cool. Anna, so, uh, you know, during volleyball season, what does your like everyday look like? I mean, obviously what you said, it's eight o'clock your time now. Yes, it is eight o'clock my time right now, but yeah, every day. I mean, we have practice from one thirty to about 132, depending on if you want to get the extra reps in. And then we probably go until about four or five. And then every other day we have lift at seven or eight, depending on when your classes are. So it's pretty busy. Yep. That is tough. Uh, I mean, our schedules were kind of the same baseball wise. Right. Uh, Yeah. Coming through college. I mean, Old Miss, like that is a household name for Nate and I. We are both huge, you know, like SEC football fans. We're both big Gator fans. Um, go Gators. Uh, but how, like, how did this come about? I know me and you met on vacation, I weirdly, uh, when we were younger, teenage years. Yeah. And yeah. you told me you were committed to Old Miss out of high school. Um, yeah. So I not to be rude or anything, when you told me that, I kind of speculated a little bit because in the baseball realm, Nate can back me up here, Every everybody commits to big schools when they're young. And it kind of, nine times out of ten, it doesn't doesn't pull out. You know, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go through. Yeah, a lot of times they'll switch their commitments up their junior and senior year, but like in the football and baseball world, I feel like they'll you'll get verbal commits around like your freshman year, at least for baseball, I know. Um, and that could change two, three, four times, like, yeah. in the course of your high school career. What, uh, what, when did you commit, Anna? Like, I know we were young. Yeah, I committed my sophomore year kind of around Thanksgiving-ish. And, yeah, I mean, I went on my first – I started getting letters when I was in eighth grade. But it <laughs> – Yeah, that's – changed quite a bit now. But it definitely started very young for me. I'm I'm glad you brought up the rules. We'll get into that later with the NIL stuff. I, I, that's like got to be the wild wild west right now for NCAA athletes. But yeah. um, high school. Um, you were from St. Louis, correct? Yes, St. Louis, Missouri. How how was how's that? You know, we're Florida boys. We uh we've been born and raised here in Polk County. Um, very small town, but like St. Louis, that's that's huge. You got the cards. You got the the blues. Um, yeah. 
You used to have the Rams too. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, used to. <laughs> but St. Louis, to. tell us about it. We, we're we're curious. Yeah, St. Louis is fun. I mean, I live a little like thirty minutes out of like the city of St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis is not the safest city, but out there, I mean, it's pretty small town. I pretty much knew everyone around me. I can't say there's too much to do, but we definitely always went to Cardinals games, Blues games. A lot of my friends' dads actually. They both work for the Cardinals, so we grew up going to Cardinals games all the time, me and my dad. We even went to the Rams games. Me and my dad went to the last Rams game at the stadium. So, I mean, we're a pretty big sports family, <laughs> you could say. So, I'm, I'm I mean, trying to hold it in right now, Anna. Um, you know, being a Braves, <laughs> being a Braves fan, and it, it's just hurting me, all this St. Louis talk. Um, I know one of our buddies we're we're diehard fans he's one of my roommates and uh, we're big Braves fans everything like that and we always talk we do not want to play St. Louis in the wild card because every time we play St. Louis we lose and I can't stand it and you know props to you for you know sticking with your hometown team and everything but I kind of chuckled whenever I heard that I I kind of I kind of chuckled when Anna said that there's not much to do around St. Louis. Yeah, you haven't been. Anna, you need, to, you need to come to the Grove. Uh, that's what we call the pad here where we uh, record and film. Now, this place is small. If you don't know, uh, or if you think you have nothing to do in St. Louis, you should definitely check out our neck of the woods. I know. <laughs> I Even Oxford, like, it's a pretty small town, too. It's not like there's that much to do when you talk about college towns either. But, you know, we make do. That that's definitely on my bucket list one day though. I want I want to go to all the SEC football stadiums. That uh, I think I that'd mean, be pretty cool. You have to experience the Grove too. The Grove is something that is awesome. Yeah, that's uh that's my partner's looking at me cuz that's what we uh call the house here. We thought that's kind of funny, but um the Grove is like the walk of not the walk of champions in Alabama sense, but uh the Gator Walk. It's like that kind of uh, area, okay. But okay. for Old Miss, it's called the Grove. Hotty toddy. Oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. I've never, I never it's knew insane. that actually. So uh, it's back, crazy. Uh, yeah, back to uh, the St. Louis. You went to an all-girl private high school, right? Yes, I did. Well, well what's the name? It is Ursuline Academy. And how? What was that like? I couldn't. I could not imagine. Yeah. I know. Every when I came here to Ole Miss, everyone else went to. I mean, usually public schools. I had a few people who went to private schools, but most people went to public schools like co-ed. But I was like, in St. Louis, it is like you either go to an all-girls school or an all-boys school. I mean, that's just like what it is in St. Louis. It's so weird, so different. Everyone's always like, oh, my gosh, how'd you meet guys? But, like, <laughs> it's, there's all – they're always like – it's like – I'm sure you didn't have a problem There's all-boys schools. Like, it's like, we're going to meet guys. But that's, like, the first question everyone asked me. Like, how did you ever meet guys? Man, that, I was like, that's nuts. Like, all-boy, yeah. all-girl? Because imagine. Yep. See, I can relate to the whole private school thing. I grew up in private school ever since I was in kindergarten. So I can relate to that. But, you know, we had girls. And I don't know. That just That's a whole other culture I was, up there, I guess. I was public school, born and raised, like, K through 12, public school. <laughs> Fort Meade Miners. Yeah, baby. Bring it on. How about you? Three and two this fall. The boys are doing all right, I guess. But, uh, no, you smashed every record at your high school for volleyball that I see. I mean, I've seen the Instagram post from a long time ago. 
Um, and I've seen some stats online. How, how did you, I couldn't imagine managing that kind of, you know, I don't want to say fame, but like reputation. That's a good, good yeah. word for it. how do you manage that like reputation going through high school, knowing that you're an old miss commit and you're kind of at this all girl private school and you're there to play volleyball. Like how did, how did you manage all of that? Oh gosh. I mean, I would like to say I'm a pretty humble person. So I kind of acted like, I was like, guys, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's really fine. It's just volleyball. Like, I kind of was just very nonchalant about it. Because I also feel very awkward when sometimes people bring up, like, all my accomplishments. I'm like, and they're always like, oh, my God, you're really good at volleyball. And I'm like, am I? Like, it's just, I don't, I hate when all the attention's on me sometimes. But it was definitely, I mean, I had many people all the time always like, oh my gosh, you're the girl from Ursuline who plays volleyball. I was like, yeah, I am. I am. But yeah. I bet it was hard to manage. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, having that kind of status as a D1 commit. Yeah. So Anna, I mean, in terms of like high school, um, what was your routine like in terms of, I know for myself, I played two different sports and really didn't have a life outside of high school. Um, I mean, were you basically in a weight room? Were you doing extracurricular activities or was it pretty much like just straight volleyball? I pretty much just played straight volleyball and it's weird because I never really got into like lifting before college. Like once I got to college, I love the weight room now, like love lifting weights, but we never really, I mean, especially with high school, we didn't really do too much weight stuff. I mean, we did strength and conditioning for club and stuff like that. But, I mean, pretty much it was in the fall for high school season. It was practice almost every day. And then you got the games throughout the week. And then right after that was over, it was club tryouts in the um, winter. And then got right into club. And that was pretty busy, too. I, I can't even imagine. It sounds kind of like the travel ball circuit for us um, yeah. baseball guys, to put it in perspective. Uh, yeah, because you're always, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you were always go, 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 right? Yes. Playing, playing kind of for a club team, not for your school. Yes. And getting your name out there in the circuit. Yes. Exactly. Uh, perfect game-esque for baseball people, um, 7v7 for football people out there. That's cool though. I mean, old Miss at, in 10th grade. Yeah. How how that Crazy. happen? How that how that come about? I mean, I mean, once I started getting letters, I took my first visit actually in freshman year, and my first visit was to Illinois. And the coach actually for Illinois now, I mean, not for Illinois. He used to be for Illinois, but now he's a Stanford coach, and they won the national championship a few years ago. Yeah, so I know. I, cool. I watched that. I remember watching that. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, that was my first college visit, like with Kevin Hambly. Like, he's such a big name in volleyball. So I always thought that was so cool because I was like, that was my first ever, like, actual college visit uh, freshman year. Did you so, stay in contact with him? I did a little bit. I mean, I that was my first college visit, too. So I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And they even had someone commit in eighth grade. And I was like, no way. Like, that is so early to me. And I was a freshman. I was like, I just picked a high school. And now you're telling me I have to pick a college? Like, I was very stressed out, to say the least. Man, that is, that's nuts. 
So yeah, Illinois is your first visit. What what's yeah. your second visit? Was it straight to Ole Miss after that? Like you were pulling all these Power mm-hmm. Five schools off off the rip like this? Yeah. So I got a, like I have endless letters like, but some of them are just like smaller schools. But I also got a few big letters. But I really wanted to like narrow it down to somewhere kind of close to home. I mean, I'm a pretty big homebody. I'm not gonna lie. So I wanted to be somewhere where I could drive if I needed to on a weekend, like not too far. So I went to Marquette one weekend. I went to SLU, Missouri State, Ole Miss. And once I went to Ole Miss, I was kind of like, this is the school I want to be at. Like, I just knew right away. Hotty toddy all the way after the visit. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, I was saying hotty toddy right after the visit. <laughs> That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. So you, they, they found you through travel ball is what you're saying. Yes. So pretty much you have to play club to kind of get your name out there. Because when you go to these club tournaments, there's like hundreds of courts and these college coaches will be all at the top division, all at those courts. So they'll pass by and they'll be like, oh, this girl's good. And they'll stay, kind of watch, send you a letter, an email, something like that. So, I mean, if you don't play club, I feel like it's pretty hard to get recruited. I feel like... I feel like that's the same with baseball. Um, I know, like, same with my recruitment process, and I'm sure Brian can relate to it. Um, We would have to send out emails and, like, get coaches' phone numbers and everything and kind of tell them what fields we were going to be on because same kind of idea. Like, you can't really get recruited through high school. You can, but you have to be absurdly good. I feel like the only only sport in high school nowadays that you get recruited through like high school play is football. Yeah. Uh, anything other than that, there's a travel circuit. There's a, you know, better way to get your name out there. And a little bit of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. But. <clears throat> so, Anna, your coach now was at Old Miss. Was this the coach that uh, offered you the scholarship and the opportunity for to play for the Rebs? No. Actually, right after my fall season of freshman year, I, we had a coaching change, but I pretty much had this coach for a while though, because I, before I even graduated from high school, I was already here training because I got the chance to go to Europe with the team. So we went to Europe for about two weeks and I had to train. Then I came to graduate, came back to graduate. And then I came back, went to Europe, came back another weekend and then started fall training again. I remember, yeah. I remember seeing your Europe Snapchats, like all over your story. Um, yes. Where, where'd awesome. y'all go all over there again? We went to quite a few countries. Um, we went to Italy, Prague, Venice, Vienna. There was another place too. There were a lot. It was, it was a blur because I was very quiet, but it was honestly such a great experience. Like, Amazing. That is insane. So was this like just for volleyball? Like were you just playing for the team or like did you, was it for just for like vacation with the team? It was playing. So each country we'd go to, we'd have to play. So we played every country's team, which volleyball is very different in other countries. Most of them were pretty not as good as it is in the United States, but it was still fun. Still I- getting like just the reps in for the summer. I know that like volleyball overseas is is bigger um, commercially. Yeah, I know they have bigger pro leagues. Like Randy Johnson's yeah. daughter plays overseas in like Russia, and she's like a superstar. 
Um, yeah. But no, that's cool. I mean, you walked across the graduation stage pretty much into your old Miss uniform and you're playing in Europe. Like, yes. That is, imagine the culture shock smell going from St. Louis to like Italy, Prague to play a sport you love. Yeah. So was, was there like crazy. a big um, like language barrier? Like, did most everybody know English over there or did you have a translator or how did that work? Not really. I mean, we had like our tour guides with us all the time that we had the whole time. So they knew a lot of the other languages. But I mean, like when we were playing volleyball, like, we couldn't understand anything they were saying at all. Really? I, I think it's be kind yeah. of intimidating. Well, it just depends how you look at it. If they look, they sound flustered, maybe you're intimidating them, but if they're playing well and they have the momentum, I'd be kind of flustered here in a foreign language. It happens in baseball yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. The Spanish teams go absolutely nuts in the dugout. Yeah. Like, uh, we, we would play teams from, uh, the Dominican Republic. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, and they like it's a whole nother culture down there. And they would come over to Florida and Georgia. That's where the big tournaments are for baseball. And they would absolutely like slam on the dugouts, like make as much noise as possible. And <laughs> teams from the United States just aren't used to that. They don't do that. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like they could be down ten runs and just screaming, and you have no idea what they're saying, and they're just <laughs> pounding on the dugouts. It's a little intimidating, yeah. even if you're like kicking their butt. But it's like it's a whole nother culture over there. Yeah, it really is. Sure. I'm sure that's everywhere in a sense. So, Anna, you yeah. go, you play the Europe circuit with your summer team. Freshman year hits. It's fall. You're in Oxford. What, what, what is it like to be a freshman at Old Miss in the fall? Like you're you're a fall athlete, so you're go go go. Yeah. So, how was that transition from high school? Kind of, you know, being with your parents, being with your family being the big fish in the pond in a sense and your sport wise coming to you're at a power five big time brand big time deals freshman 18 year old here you go go play like how was that transition i was i mean i was also way more shy and not as outgoing as a freshman too so i really struggled the first few weeks like transitioning into like going to classes, I'm missing classes almost like a lot. Like I miss class quite a few, quite a, <laughs> we quite can a lot. Yeah, we can we definitely can relate. relate, trust us. We, yeah. we, know, the, we so, know the grind. Yeah, I was very overwhelmed. I think the first two weeks I was just like crying because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to class. I'm going, I have tutors, I have practice. I, I felt like I had to be perfect at practice because practice, I'm a freshman and I was playing. I was like, I was very stressed out, but I, I managed it pretty well. I mean, the seniors that I had were amazing. They really made me feel at home. They helped me get acclimated. I mean, I feel like every freshman goes through that phase where it's like, oh my gosh, because it's so different. Like, it's like you go, each person goes from being the standout player in their hometowns, and then you get to the SEC and you're like, wow, there's so many people that are just as good as me and better. So you're just like, it's just very overwhelming. I will say that. But I got acclimated pretty fast. I feel like that happens at every level of college. Um, I yeah. definitely, and those feelings that you said about moving in, getting adjusted, I totally, I was there too. Yeah, not um, even in sports, like not, like outside of sports too, just freshmen and coming yeah, in, yeah. period. It's hard. And I was the same, say, I was the same way as you were 
when you wanted to leave, but you wanted to be close enough to home where you could drive home and see your family. So I did the yeah. same thing. I went three hours down south, um, but I had the same feelings. I was a freshman. I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to be, you know, the guy that they were telling to go catch all nine on a Saturday in a conference series my freshman year. And realistically, it's not possible. That was hard to put on myself. And I'm sure you are a senior now, correct? Yes. I'm I am sure you can attest to that too. You're, you know, goals your freshman year coming out of high school, looking back at them now, they're, they're very ambitious. You know, our situations might be different, but you kind of realize the older you get in your sport, you know, man, I was young. I learned all this. I, I got here now. This is, you know, I'm thankful for that experience. I'm thankful yeah. for stressing in the fall. I'm thankful for being that kid that missed home, but figured it out, you know? Yeah, totally agree. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it happens to everybody. I feel like I wish colleges were a whole lot better at making that transition for freshmen because I know I struggled um, my freshman year big time. Um, wouldn't go to class, kind of got the whole independent issue going on. So it's like it's hard to kind of prioritize what you want to do. And then on top of that, I had baseball. But I feel like every freshman coming in struggles big time. And if, if college could figure out a way – to ease them into it. I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I feel like that'd be helpful. But, uh, Anna, so I was wondering, I mean, yeah. the difference the difference between merch, basically, <laughs> that, like, we got and, you know, I see you know, every D1 athlete gets. I mean, for instance, Brian and I, we got six cotton T-shirts, two pairs of shorts, and then we got uh, a pair of cleats and a pair of turfs. So, and uniform. Well, yeah, obviously. And we uniform. played, we... To let it be known, we played at a small NAIA college. Yeah, very we small. weren't a big Power Five. No, no, yeah, no. no, we were we were small college baseball. So basically, what I'm asking is, like, kind of, what does that look like? Do y'all have like a big media day and you get all your stuff, or you know, as soon as you walk on campus, it's in your dorm room and you're just loaded out? I know you're always curious yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So as a freshman, when you come in, you'll get some stuff, just like practice in the summer, your workouts and stuff. So you'll get a few things. You'll get a pair of shoes, like volleyball shoes, knee pads, like a few spandex socks, all the basics. And then each year, we the day that we start preseason training, so like our two-a-days, you would call it, the first day is all meetings and then our Nike Christmas, as we call it. So it's always like, oh, <laughs> Nike Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it's like Christmas in August. We got so an Augusta get, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and, like, our whole media team's in there because usually they record it and post it on our social media. But, yeah, they'll, we had, like, a Christmas tree up my freshman year. We had all of our stuff in our lockers. We got sweatshirts, sweatpants, pretty much a whole nine yards. I mean, two pairs of tennis shoes, like, all that. And it's, like, even to this day, we're, like, getting, like, new stuff. Like, each obviously, each year we get stuff. But we've had more benefits this year that I'm, I was like, no way. Like, it's just, we get a lot of stuff. I will say that. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I mean, we have this new thing. Yeah, I know. And we have this new thing that happened last September and it's called, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's called like the Alston stuff. No, it's called the Alston check. And we get a check every, it's, scholarship and non-scholarship but it's 
additional like education related benefits and financial support. So we get like money. And this year we got MacBook and AirPods on our like Nike Christmas for like the all part of the all sin. Dude, so, what? I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to get we too were, loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, everyone's getting that too. It's not just people on scholarship. Like it's, it's all like for educational things. Like that's what it's supposed to be used for. Is this like Old Miss doing it or? Old Miss is the first school to do it, but each school, it was just passed in last September. Like the law did. That's, that's very, awesome. For these to yeah. give it out. That is awesome, it's dude. Awesome. Yeah. Cause I know it's, it's a, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, it's okay. I was just gonna say it's, really awesome because there's some people who can't afford like yeah me me dude like man (laughs) i'm a communication guy and like all my you know what i studied is computer you know online soundboards you know production and yeah as a communication major my laptop took a kibbutz like kibbutz my junior year like halfway through my junior spring he forgot his password no no i got hacked (laughs) and I finally got it figured out. But anyways, like it was so hard for me. And we've talked about how poor we were like last episode in college. Like, you know, you don't, we were living on 50 bucks a week, essentially both of us. Yeah. We, we, uh, there was a point in time I couldn't afford a polar pup. Yeah. So like (laughs) if we, like it would have been what I'm trying to get at, it would have been so helpful for like a student like myself to have something like that. I wish we could, kind of get that started in Florida for students down here. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I didn't, I got a MacBook coming out of, or that was my graduation present. So, um, but I think Best Buy was running a deal. It was like half off Apple products um, whenever I was graduating. So I got a MacBook and then I got a pair of AirPods my junior year of college. Um, and just those two things made school 10 times easier. Like it made me actually want to go on my laptop, do everything, plug in your headphones and just focus. Like you have plenty of time. You can zone everybody out. And I feel like if people could apply for scholarships like that, or if, you know, smaller universities or whatever, if somebody could come up with a scholarship and you apply for it and give it out to, I don't know, hundred thousand people, like that would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. The rule one podcast foundation right there, bud. We can get some sponsors for that. Oh yeah. We can. Anna, that is awesome. Um, I'm glad you yeah. mentioned that. I am glad yeah. you mentioned that. So fresh back to freshman year. Um, you said that you were kinda, you know, hesitant being on campus, missed home. Was there like a moment um in your career, like as a student or as an athlete, that the switch kind of flipped? Like you were, you know, kind of more mature. You kind of saw you were kind of happy with your living situation. You were, you know, comfortable at college. Was there a moment for you where that kind of, you know, flipped on? I feel like there wasn't really a certain moment where it just flipped. I feel like I just started getting more comfortable around my teammates. I wasn't as shy. I had started to like actually like build like relationships with people and that just kind of helped me because I felt more at home. Like I felt like I had people away from home and that really helped for me. I feel like. Yeah. Like I, I kind of, I, I agree. I, we, I was just wondering because you know, your games are all broadcasted. You're on the SEC network weekly. Um, sometimes ESPN in the playoffs. I know coverage isn't as strong on volleyball. I wish it was because I like watching the sport every now and then it's cool. Um, but 
I didn't know if there was like a kind of moment confidence wise that, you know, you just hammered uh spike down on, you know, LSU and Baton Rouge in a crucial conference game or something <laughs> just kinda like turned it around. Got it going for you. I mean, I definitely gained confidence like on the court when we played Tennessee because that was our like Yeah. Like, Tennessee was really good in my freshman year when we beat Tennessee, we were like, Oh my gosh. We were like, This is <laughs> insane. And I and I played the whole game too as a freshman. So I was like I gained a lot of confidence from that game and just like knew I was like, Okay, I can compete with these people. Like, you can compete, Anna. So That's awesome. And you know, as Florida fans, me and Smo here, we Yeah, kick love up on those lady balls. Beating the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it didn't happen this year in football, but oh well. Always next year, <laughs> bud. So yeah. So Anna, how does it feel like to play a game and then the next morning you turn on the TV and you see yourself on Sports Center? Yeah. It's definitely crazy. It's really weird. Like I could like not each, imagine that. Each time I'm still like, wow, that's really weird. Like, am I really on TV? I would be like DVRing them. Be like, when I'm older and like my grandkids are running around, I'm like, hey, Bo, come check out your granddad's highlights on ESP. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody else is laughing at that. I'm laughing that you would actually name your son Bo. <laughs> Bo Spradlin, watch out. That's a four. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> what's the, Anna, what's the hardest, uh, we're getting into playing stories. What's the hardest, you know, court to go play at? Who has the best home court advantage in the SEC for volleyball? Ooh, in the SEC. I'm trying to think of who would be the best home court. I mean, I definitely have the courts I like better to play on, but I wouldn't say certain courts stand out as in, like, fan base-wise. I mean, we just played at Nebraska this preseason, and that was, like, as a little kid, something I've, like, looked up. Like, I've been, like, waiting to do. Yeah, volleyball's huge out there, isn't it? Like, it's, it's yeah. mainstream. Yeah. I mean, Nebraska doesn't have any, like... I mean, so does Mississippi doesn't either, but they don't have any, like, it's not like their football team's that good. They're just, like, their volleyball team is, like, in Nebraska, like, what everyone goes to. Oh, yeah. So hey. they don't have, yeah. Anna Bear, you, you create tension on this podcast with Nebraska fans. I'm here for it. I'll talk <laughs> any college sport, any any argument, I'm here for it. You, I love it. So, Nebraska, yeah. that was pretty cool. I mean. It was, like, every game is sold out, like, Tickets go on sale, and they're, like, not – you can't get tickets, season tickets, for, like, a few years. Like, they're already, like, sold out. That's insane. insane. That is and crazy. And that gym, amazing. Like, everything about it was – like, the gym was packed and, like, filled to the brim, and you usually do not see that at a volleyball game where it's, like, a stadium is filled. So, in terms of, like, you were talking about you have, like, more favorite places to play – now, do the courts differ, like, in terms of volleyball? I know baseball, you've like got... feeling, you mean? Yeah, like, actually playing on the court. is In volleyball, does that vary from place to place? I know baseball, it's... it. You could have a bad infield. You could have holes in the outfield. Like, it really just depends. Yeah. Like, it, the ball plays completely different. So, does that change the way you play on different courts, or how does that work? I don't, I don't think it changes the way we play, but some teams actually, their courts have Terraflex and some don't. So some it's like normal hardwood floor and Terraflex is like a, it's so much better on your knees, your joints, everything. So we love the schools that have Terraflex 
So, but like, there's some yeah. question for our viewers and myself. Terraflex, it is what exactly? So Terraflex is like a softer, like like surface hardwood wood floor. Oh, okay, that's nice. Kind of. It's yeah, it's like I don't even know how to explain it. Would it be it's kind just, of like a laminate, if that makes sense? I don't know. Like softer. Yeah. Make the wood softer. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah, okay. like diving, everything, everything is so much different on a Terraflex. So we're always like, I think we're down to like two schools in, in the SEC that don't have Terraflex, which is us and some one one other team doesn't. But a lot of teams are like getting them. They're just really expensive. It kind of sounds like the difference between a turf and a grass field for baseball. Yeah, it's just yeah. like an indoor different sports court. So Yeah, every every athlete has things like that. That's cool. I personally loved playing on turf. Hey, I'm going to start uh, a promotion for a Terraflex court at Old Miss. Literally. We've been tweeted to our coach. We're like, oh, my gosh, what we do to get a Terraflex court. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. That would be so nice. Roll one podcast. We're going to make a change. Terraflex courts <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, Nebraska's number one. Okay. Yeah. So, SEC-wise. So, Student section, toughest one you've played at. Like, yeah, do you get heckled? Yeah, at me, oh, at my yeah. old school, we used to we used to go to the volleyball games and we'd heckle all the time. So, I mean, pretty much most of the schools are pretty nice about being like heckling us. I mean, usually it's just like the basic stuff you get. Like, oh my gosh, did you forget to tie your shoes? Like while you're serving, <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, come on. But we actually just played at a school recently, and the fans were pretty brutal. Like, really brutal. Like, I went to go take my inhaler before the game. Like, I got asthma. I don't care. I'll tell everyone I have asthma. <laughs> and I was getting, like, they were roasting me for taking my inhaler. I was like, oh, my gosh. And that's what we were like. And there was an incident recently at BYU for volleyball that got pretty big. Yeah, um, I saw that on ESPN. Students. And they were making fun of, like, a appearance almost and that's where i was like okay that's where you should need to draw the line especially with girls because i feel that's just crossing the line yeah absolutely all, like, appearance it wasn't even play it was girls appearances they made something about a girl's eyebrows on her team like just like stupid stuff like that and it was like okay that's where like you cross the line when you start talking about girls appearances so that was pretty bad it was pretty brutal i even got one before the game he was dressed as like a taco literally and he was like hey anna i just had he was like, hey, Anna, I just had someone ask to take a picture with me, and I bet you haven't had anyone ask to take a picture with you. You want to know why? Because you're a nobody. The whole time, you just call me a nobody. I was like, dude, you're not that funny. Like, Man, I would have told him to check the old Miss Instagram. You are somebody. 1K. <laughs> 1K. Congratulations on your recent yes, or like your thank accomplishment. Thank you so much. That's huge. Yes, thank you. 15th yes. all time on the list. Yes. That's awesome. School history right there. It is pretty exciting. So whenever you're on campus, do you get like a lot of clout for it? Um, or- I mean, sometimes people will recognize the volleyball team. I mean, definitely it's more of like families if we're out in public. Like it was like, oh my gosh, we saw your game the other day. Like families, if we're going out to eat, stuff like that. Like, I mean, like fans of Old Miss volleyball. Yeah. Okay. Because I would, I would say we get a pretty good fan base now at our games ever since last year. When we since we made the tournament, we've had more people come to the games because our our games have been really fun this year, and but I would say majority of our fans are like 
families who come because like I said, Nebraska, like we don't have any like pro teams in Mississippi. So they come for all the Ole Miss athletics. The stuff. atmosphere, the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. In the SEC, I've recently noticed a lot of better, like better promotion videos, better hype videos, if you want to call it um, around every program. And yeah, that's, you said it, keep it fun, make the games fun and people will come out and you said you're having fun on the court and y'all made the tournament last year. That is an accomplishment itself. I know how hard it is of a season to grind out to make a college postseason. It, yeah. it's, it's definitely a toll. So shout out to the Lady Rebs for that accomplishment. And yeah. no, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, we didn't make the, t- we haven't made the tournament since 2010 and we were like, I think it's like the third or fourth time in Ole Miss that we've made the tournament. So it was definitely like a memory I will always have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Where'd y'all, uh, where'd you play at the tournament last year? Omaha, Nebraska, home of the college world series, bud. Yeah, we were right there. We played in Creighton. That's awesome. Actually. That's really cool. So as a freshman, going you're a senior this year um how's the transition been within the program kind of the culture uh i mean you y'all didn't make the postseason correct but you're a freshman year no we did not did you make the sec tournament we don't have an sec tournament oh my gosh it's just i didn't notice that yeah soccer does everyone else has the sec tournament we do not (laughs) we need to petition that anna yeah i know i wish we did i wish we did but yeah, yeah, that's shocking. I feel like that would, especially if every other sport does it. Like, I don't know. That's strange to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. LSU's pretty good in volleyball, aren't they? Yeah, they are. We just played them this past weekend. How'd that go? So, it was good. We went one and one with them. So we do. It's either you play a team once or twice, and that started ever since like COVID happened. We played teams like back to back. So just like with all the COVID regulations and then it kind of kept that way. So like some teams will play one, some teams will play twice, kind of just depends. But we lost the first night in five and then beat them the last night in five. It was a pretty good game too. So. So Anna, we've, we've kind of covered, I feel like all of the college aspect of it, the whole volleyball, like what do you do for fun? I know, like for the longest <laughs> for the longest time, like what does a Division One athlete do for fun? I know you don't get that much like spare time, but I'm like, glad you asked that. Yeah, like we want to know, like who's Anna Bear off the court? Oh gosh, I mean, hey, don't put yourself on blast. By the way, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, we we love to go to like other sporting events. I know we go to basketball a lot. We go to football games. Like we have three football games we get to go to this year. So it's like planning ahead on what we're going to wear to the football games. But we get to go to like baseball, all of that. I bet those baseball I games mean, are super fun. I've seen the YouTube oh channel my gosh, for them. Oh my gosh, they're so fun. Have you ever been in a beer yeah. shower at the baseball games? I have not been in a oh, beer shower. Oh, Anna, you're a senior. You got to be a part of a I beer know. shower once. I know. I know. Usually the tickets we get, we're in like, like because the student athletes get tickets to games. And usually we're in like the stands, not the student section. Okay, I guess he was okay. There. For people that don't yeah. know, uh, Ole Miss baseball, every time one of their players hits a home run, 
the whole outfield is surrounded by tailgaters slash probably boosters, correct, Anna? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So every time somebody hits a home run, everybody has an open beer out there. And, Anna, you can tell the rest. Yeah, so they'll pretty much just all throw their beers out, and it's just, <laughs> everyone goes insane. Yeah, the videos on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, they're everywhere. They're awesome. Yeah. You know you know like, my dad, Anna. Yeah. He, uh, I asked him one day, I was like, where would be one bit place you'd go watch a baseball game? And he looked at me, and he said, where's that place that they do the beer showers at? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Miss. He was like, there. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I would love to make that happen. I don't know. I'd want to be, be part of the Texas A&M, uh, the ball five, ball six. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be super cool. That'd be too. cool. But. Do they have anything like that for volleyball, Anna? Like opposing schools or old Miss? For like... Like, what do you mean? Like, pregame chants or, like, you yeah, know. Um, like, traditions. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not really, I feel like. Oh, man. I know. Time like to start some. Volleyball. Yeah, I was about to say, because, like, Florida touches the gator head, like, before they come out of the field. Yeah. And Texas A&M's got their, like, 12th man and stuff like that. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I feel like every sport kind of has something. I guess y'all don't. Anna, I'm starting to I feel mean, I, like yeah. it doesn't mean more in the SEC for volleyball. <laughs> I mean, I guess people do do stuff that like I just don't know about. Are you but... superstitious, like in terms of like your pregame? Yeah. Yes, I am very superstitious. Oh, man, I want to hear. <laughs> like, I mean, freshman year, I had the same headband. I had Did my you wash hair it? the same way. <laughs> I did wash it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So, <laughs> Brian I didn't wash his jaw strap. <laughs> like, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kind of put you on blast there, bud. Sorry, continue, yeah, Anna. Did. Anyways. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, really superstitious in that point. Like, I'll listen to the same songs, kind of. I mean, it's changed throughout the years. I, I don't like to switch my shoes unless I absolutely have to. Like, this year... My shoes like broke, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to put a new pair of shoes on. This is horrible." But yeah, I'm definitely a superstitious person, but I'm trying to like, get over that a little bit. But I was see. too, like on the baseball field. What's the I biggest always wore the same thing? cleats. Like if I had a good game, like in a pair of cleats, I'd wear the luck out on them cleats, and then on to the next pair. <laughs> <laughs> see, I always did, yeah. I always did this thing. I had two things. Um, in high, it kind of started in high school where I would have a good game and it, I was like, well, what did I do different this game? And uh, we were changing <laughs> into our uniforms and I was wearing like ankle socks. And like if you take your ankle socks on and then try to put like high socks on, it's kind of hard just because like your feet are warm. And so I was like, screw that. I'm not putting like taking off my ankle socks. So I would wear my ankle socks underneath my like tall socks and absolutely went off. So like I just started doing that. <laughs> and then and then a big thing yeah it was like super weird and then a, another big thing was um uh it started in high school I took off my batting gloves or my batting gloves ripped and it didn't like for whatever reason I didn't have yeah any. you did old school it yeah no so batting glove I, grip on the bat I would have no batting gloves and when we would play travel ball tournaments it was only wood bat so we would have pine tar which is like a sticky substance to kind of have a grip so I would have bare hand pine tar and like roll with it, and I like ever since then I just never wore batting gloves after that. Huh. <laughs> so Anna, yours is the shoes and the headband. Yeah. Mine were the cleats. Yeah. Well, and yours were the no batting gloves. 
But no, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. All right, quick question on the spot, Anna. You ready? Okay. Where is the best place to go after an old miss Rebels win on a Saturday in the fall? Post game. In the fall? Yeah. I would probably say the library if I had to choose. The Which library. is a bar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, is that like Knight's Library? Yeah. Like in UCF? Florida, we have at UCF, we have the library. That people call it the Lib. That's weird. Ew. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Since I'm 21, I can now say that. But <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, your coach uh, doesn't get mad for that. I'm just curious because uh, hopefully not. <laughs> in Gainesville, it's like Grogs or, you know, everything right there on university partner. Yeah, and salty. Yeah, yeah. All right, Anna. So, snap question. Um, We kind of covered a little bit of the Ole Miss and the sports side of things. If you could go anywhere in the world for 24 hours, where would you go and what would you do? Um, I would go to Greece because I've seen Mamma Mia a lot, and I just think that place is beautiful. And I would love to go there for 24 hours. Were, were you able to go there when you went to Europe? No, I was not. So you've never been? I've never been. And that is one place that is on my bucket list. I have a bucket list too. Oh, big time bucket yeah. list people. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay, Anna, snap question. Yes. <laughs> we, got, we got one more each. Okay. All right. What is, or who is your favorite like influence for volleyball? That's my one question. Hmm. Let me think. It doesn't have to be a volleyball would, player. Either. Yeah, it can be anybody. If we're talking volleyball, my biggest influencer would be Catherine Plummer. She used to play for Stanford, and she is amazing. So amazing. And she talked to my club one time. And I was just in awe of her when I was younger. So would you say you kind of like model your playoff out of her, like from her? Yes, because, I mean, we're the same position too. So uh, that's someone I've always looked up to and always been just amazed by. I feel like everybody has that kind of hero where they're yeah, like, be like, I want to be like them. Me, like meeting Yachty Molina. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or in a podcast sense, me meeting Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Charlie Blackman fan. Yeah. Last season for Yachty, though. I know. And the cards. And Wainwright. And, and pool holes. Thank pool holes, God. Yeah. Thank God they're all leaving. Like, I love them as players. <laughs> but as a Braves fan, like, thank God they're all leaving. And I'm on the St. Louis bandwagon this postseason for the NL. I hope they win the NL uh, side of things. But I hope the Rays win the whole thing. I would oh. like to note the Braves did clinch to NL East tonight. They did. They did. All right. So, next snap question. Um, All right. So, you're going to dinner. You could pick. (laughs) You could pick three people in the entire world, and you can and like you just want to learn from them. You can you know just have a conversation, whatever. Like three people. Who are they going to be? Oh gosh. Oh. Okay, one person would definitely be The Rock. I don't know why, but I just, I really like The Rock. 
He's a great movie, like great actor too. And it's funny because he started out as a football player, then WWE, and then all of a sudden now he's making millions doing acting. Yeah, he is. The Rock. Okay. Okay, The Rock. Um, We're kind of putting you on the spot. Yeah, we are. I know. I never think about this very often. No, it's fine. Take your time. I want to think about mine too. I would definitely go to dinner with Lil Baby because I love music. <laughs> I will say that. So is that, that on is the awesome. uh, is that on the pregame playlist, Lil Baby? It is. Nice. Nice. It is on the pregame playlist. And then... <sighs> I would probably pick Kevin Hart, too, because he's just funny. <laughs> Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart would be like... That would be fun. Kevin Hart and The Rock together would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think I think do you do you know yours? Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, why don't we all answer? I mean, this is an interesting question. You go ahead. I need like I'm I'm like Anna, I have to fill up out my third seat in my head right now. I have two in mind. I need to fill out my third person. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely have two off the rip. Like if you ask me instinct. Uh Robin Williams would be my number one. Um, absolutely love him. The guys, he's very or was um, hilarious in all the movies he played in. Uh, he was a stand-up comedian, so funny. Um, and then he was a lot into um, not conspiracy theories, but he would like dive into like a lot of theological things. And so, like, how does the mind work and stuff like that? Which it kills me whenever I, I actually cried whenever uh, he committed suicide. But fun fact, one of my favorite all-time actor. Um, second, Matthew McConaughey, um, because he's like, he came up with a quote, like I said, uh, last episode, his, he says his hero is his, is himself in 10 years. And so I kind of model myself after that. And it's kind of like that never ending goal is just keep bettering yourself, bettering yourself, bettering yourself. Um, number three, ah, that's tough. I'm probably, I don't know. That's tough. Probably, I really like, (laughs) I really. I'm stuck on number three too, dude. I really like King Griffey Jr. Um, Be cool. Like he's my, probably my all-time favorite baseball player. And so I feel like that would be a fun, and he's big time businessman, or no, completely. Take that back. Elon Musk. That's, that's. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's That'd be really good. I think you just solved my third seat too, dude. Yeah. Elon okay. Musk is unreal. You said anybody in the world. I took kind of a different perspective than y'all. I I have Joe Rogan, my first seat chair. Um, my second chair would actually be my college professor, uh, Mr. Craig. That's cool. Yeah. Very personal. Dude, he taught me a lot about like journalism and like everything that goes into all of this that I'm doing here um, or we're doing here and Elon Musk. I think having those three people, those all those influences, I think that would be a one heck of a conversation and I would fill out three notepads full of writing notes down. Yeah. Because I feel like at my dinner, like with Robin Williams, Elon Musk and Matthew McConaughey, I could laugh the whole time. I could get deep into conversations yeah. and learn from them. And then I don't know what else. I mean, I feel like they'd just all around be fun people to hang out with. 
Hmm. I think so. I, I think I like, I would like your table too. And I'd like your table too. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably need to think about that one more. If I, I bet I could come up with a better Yeah, one. we did but, give you, you know. we gave ourselves time, but we did. It was a snap question for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, we kind of caught you way off guard. Yeah, I'm we did. Yeah, no, it's fine. So we kind of, for all the listeners, we kind of try to keep an outline throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And then we'll have a couple snap questions or, you know, things that. Just to have fun. Yeah, even with even with yeah. Brian and I, we'll come things. Conversation like, sparks. Yeah, just talk about things completely off script and we'll catch each other by uh, off guard, but you get very genuine answers from it. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So you got the last snap question, Brian? I think I do, but I don't think it has to be a snap question. I think it's a good question to kind of close things out here. Cause you know, we've been going at it for around, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes now. Yeah. I right don't want to hold our busy superstar here up. She has a, you know, jam packed schedule. <laughs> but Anna, uh, my last question for you is what what's kind of your plans after Old Miss? Um, I know, like I've seen your highlights and stuff. Is like Olympic volleyball uh, a course, or are you just wanting to you know just get in the real world, get a job? I don't like what what what's your what's your process heading forward? So. After this season, I'm probably going to take my fifth year. Not sure where yet. Just going to. So you have one more season of playing. I do. Oh, absolutely. Go play. 100%. I would would totally agree with that. I most likely will. We'll see. I'm going to think about that more in the spring, like what I really want to do. But I for sure want to be. I don't think I'm going to pursue anything farther than that with volleyball because honestly professional volleyball doesn't get paid very much and I'd rather get my career started kind of get myself out there go to the big girl world because I've honestly never had a real job because my life has been volleyball 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 yeah yeah so I mean even just filling out my resume in class I'm like oh my gosh I don't have anything on here but it's like volleyball is my job like being a d1 athlete that is my job. I don't really have time for other stuff. So I'm doing like little coaching things in between, like going to help coach a club team here in Oxford and then going to help back at home at Ursuline coaching club, coaching high school there. But I, yeah, I'm probably just going to go into the psychology world, figure out what I want to do. Okay. So get my life started. That that was going to be my question. So you are a psychology major? Yes, I am a psychology major. So what what kind of do you want to do with that? I mean, you talked about coaching a little bit. Do you want to be a therapist? Do you, you know, that kind of clashes in terms of coaching and psychology. I mean, there's tons of people that don't use their major. If you want to coach, I mean, awesome, pursue it. But kind of what route are you thinking, do you think? So at first I really wanted to be a child life specialist, which is like, a therapist in the hospitals so for little kids in the hospitals because I know I for sure want to work with kids but now I've kind of been going back and forth if I want to be in like the school districts and like a counselor slash therapist in the schools so it's kind of all up in the air right now but I know for sure like I want to work with kids in the psychology room that's very cool that's very cool yeah yeah heck I can't wait to have you back on one day 
Anna Bear, the psychologist. Yeah, and I yeah, feel like you and I, Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, like, mental health in the athletic world, like, D1, being a D1 athlete, like, I feel like there's such a stigma. And I feel like people need to know it's, like, okay to not be okay. And, like, the one thing I've utilized so much, even in, like, we have a psychologist, a sports psychologist that we're able to go see. And I feel like it's so, like, especially for boys, it's, like, you have to be tough. You have to power through. But I'm, like, I don't think people realize, like, it's okay. And that's kind of what got me into the psychology world. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big advocate on, like, men's mental health be just because... It's, it's it's tough. The whole... Well, basically... The stigmas. Basically, all of society is kind of telling a man, especially, that, you know, bottle it up, don't talk about it, don't worry about it. Like, be a man. Yeah. Quit, you know, you there's no room to be a wussy, basically. But and yeah. then also, from, like, the kid's standpoint, like, if you were to go into kid's psychology... The amount of impact you could have on, for instance, like a little boy that has seen something traumatic in his life, you can make a difference on him, you know, at, say, eight years old and could have an impact on him at 25 and completely change the way he thinks about life rather than not going to a therapist or a psychologist and bottling everything in and dealing with it later on in life. That's awesome. Yeah. That, yes. And my advice, talk, dude, um, our dudes out there, and I'm so glad you brought this up, uh, talk. You have a trusted circle um, around you, whoever you are, and reach out. Talk. 100%. Me and yeah. Brian. Me and Brian. Everything. Had, yeah. Everything. There's, there's not much me and Brian don't talk about. And so find that person. Whether, you don't even necessarily... I'm, I'm sure Anna would disagree, but you don't necessarily have to pay somebody to go see, <laughs> but um, <laughs> find that one person in your life and spill your beans. I mean, it's it, the, the weight lifts it off your shoulders when you just get vulnerable and like, let it rip. Yes. So would that be, totally the, agree. would that be your like dream job, Anna? Like a kind of university sports psychologist? That could be up there. I mean, we'll see. We'll see where, where life takes you. So, say, Brian, you got to think. I mean, yeah, six months tough. ago, we were both kind of yep. like, I don't know. And then we started talking about the podcast probably two months ago. And we're like, we really need to bring this thing back. And it's kind of just started rolling since then. It's our dream. Chase it. That's what we're doing. Anna, chase it too. Find it and chase yes. it. Yeah. Grind. For sure. Devote to it. Devote to it. <clears throat> well... Anna, we just want to thank you. Um, I've had a blast. I, you know, this is our first D one athlete we've had on here. Hopefully, we can have more. Um, and I've I've had a great conversation. I was so very very happy to have you on. Yeah, Anna, and you are kind of a big step for us too. You are our first, you know, non every, you know, our Trey Woosley, our first episode guest was a kind of a buddy of ours. Yeah, and Anna, we reached out because you know me and you knew each other, but we weren't you know the closest of friends. But, um, yes, thank you so much. And this is a big milestone for me and Nate because we got to interview our first true guest. And we thoroughly enjoyed it. You have brought so many great points up tonight. And we wish nothing but the best for you uh, career-wise, post-career-wise, and beyond. 
And uh, maybe if you take that fifth year, you should consider going to Gainesville. Go Gators. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's it's been a blast. Thank you, Anna. Yes, thank you. Anna Bear, everybody. Rule One Podcast, Episode Three, wrapped up, partner. Yeah, man, it's that was awesome. That yes, was awesome. Yes, I loved having her. She was a fun interview. Yeah, it was a whole like. It was a cool side to have her on because, honestly, I know very, very little about volleyball. I know sports. And so talking about the podcast uh, or talking with her on the podcast, I had to – I didn't mean to keep relating it back to baseball, but it was kind of that that relatable athlete's perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the topics that she brought up tonight. Yeah. Dude, I know we had an outline, and we stuck to it mainly – but the rabbit holes that lead to great topics like mental health that she brought up. Oh, yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yes. I'm so happy she brought that up. Um, yeah, to our viewers, like Brian and I both, whenever she brought that up, because we've talked about this a lot, uh, we both looked at each other and our like jaws dropped and like, this is a conversation starter. Like, I love that we can have somebody that is known for their athletic ability come on and then come up with something like that. With the influence that she has. Yeah. And, especially. And so she can get out there and talk to the world about, hey, these are some issues. We need to address these things. And I, I love that. I absolutely love that part of the pod. Absolutely. Partner, it is now around 1030. We both work still, yeah. unfortunately. After 13 hours today, I finally yeah, got Yeah, it was a rough home. one. Thank, thank you, Anna, for uh, hanging in there. We, I was about an hour and a half late than I was expecting. So thank you, Anna. Yeah. But great one. Yeah. Great I, one. I had a blast. Can't wait to get back on and figure out what we, uh, our next guest is going to be. We have some people in mind. We don't know. Oh, yeah. And uh, this was our first phone interview as yes. well. And so if we can have more people on, um, anybody that's listened to us, find us on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok. Um, give us a direct message. I mean, we would love to be able have to have you, you on, on. And, uh, and just sit down and talk. Um, or even a phone call, which makes, as well as this sounds and as well as this is gone, this makes it a whole lot easier. And we can reach out to people that I know. Whole new ball game, baby. I know somebody that uh, lives in Nashville that's pursuing a dream. And so maybe we might have him on later. That would be nice. That would be nice. So it might be a phone call. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Rule One Podcast, Episode 3, wrapping it up. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. It's going to be Rule, the number one podcast. No hashtag. No hashtag. Rule awesome. one podcast. You nailed that, Lex. Play hog, partner. Yeah, man. Love y'all. Appreciate it. Can't wait. Until next week, baby.